Welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio Dispatches from the Verge. Today, David Morrison and I sit down and discuss um, this idea of maybe feeling stuck or feeling in a rut um, and life presenting new questions, um, new new things to ponder, new adventures to go on, so to speak. And we sort of anchor the conversation around a Howard Thurman uh, quote uh, or idea of the inward sea. But before we get into that, thank you to Danny West. He does all the editing and sound engineering. Thank you to Jacob Nedia uh, from Monk Drums. That's what you hear in the background. Uh, If you want to learn more about Desert Rain Community, check out theruined.com. drcrpod.com is a place to go for other episodes or wherever you found this particular episode. Dreamwalkerway.com is a place for David's book, Desolate Beauty, The Book of Light and Shadow. Uh, Also, the Kindle store currently has a copy of it. Um, If you go to the Kindle store and search for Desolate Beauty, uh, you'll be able to find David's book there as well. And uh, YouTube has a American Sign Language translation. If you search uh, Dreamwalker as one word and Way as a second word in YouTube, you should be able to find that. Uh, lastly, please tell a friend. Word of mouth and social media really helps us. We appreciate you. And let's get into it. Welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio Dispatches from the Verge, David Morrison. Good afternoon, sir. Good day, sir. Um, how are you? I'm all right. Tough time waking up today. Yeah. It's already one o'clock and I'm still... It's almost two o'clock. I'm a little groggy still. I don't know. 1.48 in the p.m. Went to bed at 10. I don't know. Um, so... As many many people listening to this probably already know, uh, David and I have been uh, fairly active on Instagram and the Facebook, doing poetry promotion. Um, I mean, we've been I've been posting this podcast to Instagram the whole time. Anyways, you did a video yesterday, um, yeah. and uh, for me, it was it it hit. Uh, I don't know if close to home is necessarily correct in the sense of like what I'm going through right now, but it hit close to home for sure of different seasons in my life, um, you know, where I'm questioning things and just have kind of gotten in a, in a rut of complacency. Um, so maybe if you could sort of summarize uh, the, the, what you had said in the, the video yesterday and we'll jump on. And just so everyone knows, we will post this video on, on YouTube. It's on Instagram as well. But for those that aren't on Instagram, they can, uh, I'll link a link, a link, <laughs> link, a link. I'll post the link in do, the, do, 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 do. <laughs> in the body of this. So, uh, Mr. Morrison, take it away. Yeah. So I was just thinking of, you know, that experience of feeling stuck in your life, almost isolated, I think that's very acute on a collective level right now in the world. Uh, And it just feels like nothing is going to change. And even if it did, you don't even know what changes need to happen. There's just this kind of 
free yeah. falling into into uh inward gray i guess yeah uh and so you know kind of like on a snowy night or a snowy daytime and the sky has this deep gray mm. over the tree line that kind of a feeling and and I think if you're a, young, a younger person, 20s and 30s, it's this feeling of what am I going to do with my life? And this this feeling of, of just uh, not really having much meaning. Mm. And if you're older, it might be pain, it might be chronic pain. It might be the, the pain of relationships ending. Uh, it might be a situation because the longer you live, these situations arise. Right. Uh, where it's not going to change for you. There isn't mm. this miracle, so to speak, that's going to deliver you from it is not going to happen. And you're done. You've, you've reached the point where you're done hoping for that. Mm. And so where do you go from there? You know, and, and it's not really despair. Uh, it can be. But well, it's yeah, just, I was going to say it can't. You it, can go down that route. Yeah, but, it, but it's also just... Uh, and so then you're, you're stuck with either ruminating at three in the morning where you're, you're overthinking the relationship you're overthinking the circumstance, constantly obsessed with it, r- r- you know, ruminating. It's not a, it's not a productive rumination. Right. Or you go into just, yeah, you start sleepwalking through life and you're just uh, day after day it becomes the same. Uh, and you just kind of shut down, you know, from it all. Right. So, so then, yeah. So in the midst of that, you're actually, uh, at least in, in the, in the, the spiritual tradition of Judaism and Christianity, for sure, uh, that's actually setting you up for a new life. You know, nobody arrives, like in Christianity, nobody arrives on Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, without being dead (laughs) and tortured. That's how you get there, right? And, And ask, you know, if you think about that with the Jesus story too, and asking for it to not be done. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you didn't like, go into it. Yeah, <laughs> sign me up. No, Jesus like, no. hey, hey, God, uh, you know, if this is your will, but, you know, if we can find another way to do this, yeah. <laughs> let me know soon. Exactly. So it's, it's, that's how you arrive at your resurrection. You arrive dead. You arrive tortured, mutilated. And so, uh, and God the Father's looking over you and saying, look what they did to my boy. <laughs> they mutilated him. <laughs> Sorry, threw a little Godfather reference in there. <laughs> so, uh, so it's at that point where you're actually set up for something new to emerge, and and I call it the gift of questions. A new set of questions gets gifted to you. Uh, it just kind of emerges, or you or you know you see something that you had never seen before, even though it had been there in some cases. Right. But brand new it's something a, lo- a new. lot of cases yeah yeah and i don't know how that works i don't know if you're sometimes your subconscious just comes up with it or god is pulling the strings in the classical sense of the gift of grace uh i would think it's just simply the process of of the spirit uh for everyone and so this yeah so this new set of questions gets gifted to you and i think too we've talked about this sort of that idea of uh well, we've talked about in the sense of community, the different stages of community, right? The different evolutions. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- that is applicable to in the idea of spirituality, right? We're we're ever evolving in one way, shape, or form, and and so, in my estimation, I tend to agree with you that this idea 
of a new perspective kind of goes hand in hand with new questions. Yeah. You know, I, I feel, you know, just looking back over the last decade or two, when I'm, when I have intentional questions, whether I've come up with them myself or, um, they've been presented to me in some way, shape or form. It seems that's when, when I'm the most engaged in life. Yeah. Um, but the times I'm kind of, kind of what you were talking about, um, ghost walk or sleepwalking through life, you know, sort of this gray overtone on everything, just, you know, just, just sort of existing, um, are the times when I'm the least engaged in my life. And it's, I don't, I don't say that in the sense of like, I made an intentional thought like, Oh, I'm going to be engaged with life right now, or I'm going to disengage from life. You know what I mean? It's just these different seasons. Yeah. Um, but it is really beautiful when those uh, gifts are presented yeah. and brought and brought into my life. And and so maybe <clears throat> whether it's something from your past or maybe something recently of, of a time where you've experienced these new uh, questions popping up for you, even if it's maybe just one question of many that popped up in that instance, right? Yeah. But just sort of how you've experienced this, uh, it, at some time. Yeah. It could be something as simple as what am I going to do with my life? How am I going to make a living? How can I make more money Mm. so that I can make a living? So that could be, those are some very common questions that all of us have. And that question might, the new question might become, uh, how can I serve? Mm -hmm. Who can I serve? Who is my neighbor? Um, that kind of a thing. Uh, spiritually, it, it transitions from that. It might be, how can I be right with God? How can my my spirituality, my walk with Jesus, how can it become holy? There's right. this obsession with holiness and mm. this obsession with with becoming to, uh, and who's right and who's wrong, mm-hmm. who's in and who's out. There's those kinds of religious questions at that low level. And then those questions fall away. They become irrelevant to you. And and the question becomes, who is my neighbor? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, the, so that that's that's kind of an example of. of so, and then I was at a meeting. I might have mentioned this on the pod. We've done a lot of podcasts, so. Uh, but I was at a, a um, center for contemplation and action at the school uh, when they when they had that, and um, and and this man stood up and they were doing a Q&A session and this man stood up and he was in you could tell from his voice he was in deep pain emotional mm-hmm. pain right and he and he basically said what do i do when i have when some people have circumstances in their lives that are excruciatingly painful and there is no hope for those to change and it's not going to change what do you do there? And I was like, oh shit, how are they going to answer that one? Because I was feeling my own circumstances. Of course, of course. I mean, I think uh, the, that's a relatable question. Yeah. Just uh, on the human experience. But it was it was especially salient because of the qu- quaver in his voice mm-hmm. and the deep pain you could tell this man was in. Uh, the humanity of it. Yeah. So then Cynthia Bourgeau and Richard Rohr both said, no, we're not answering that one. So they threw it at James Finley, <laughs> who's a psychoanalyst. Hey, hey, hey Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, you you got to take this one. And so Finley, in his very Finley-like way of saying, uh, said, when you can simply vocalize that pain in the presence of someone that won't 
evade you, invade you, or abandon you. And they will sit in a non-judgmental presence with you. Yeah. Thing, new things can happen. New things can happen. New perspectives can be born. Healing can, and resurrection are possible. I'm, I'm adding to what he yeah, yeah, yeah. said, but that's, well, that's kind of what, what we're talking about here. Yeah, we, we've definitely talked about that story, but it, it is extremely relevant to this conversation because people want to fix people. You know what I mean? Right. And we, it's just sort of this natural inclination. And when I say, when I say people want to fix people like on a surface level, right? Yeah. Um, because the problem with hearing someone's plights and problems is it's like, Oh, uh, I don't want to experience that. So if I can fix this person, then if it happens to me, I can fix me. I yeah. think is sort of the, the logic behind it, but it's, you know, it's very, very similar. The way he articulated is, is very similar to the, uh, within recovery, um, step five and just hearing, listening to someone's inventory, sharing experiences that might be similar if there are similar ones. But other than that, you're just listening. You're just yeah. listening. Um, you're, you're a compassionate voice. You might, you know, you might ask question, probing questions to just, uh, because at the end of the day, it's a process that they're going through. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, uh, I, at least for me, sometimes I'll stay at the surface level of the thing. And gripe, it's more of a gripe, but then it's like under just underneath that with the right question, I can see like, oh, I either like, oh, I see that this is the pattern within me or yeah. this, this is the actual thing that I'm, I'm, uh, it's not the, it's not the surface level thing that happened that was truly bothering me. It was like one step below or two steps below of like why I've been carrying it with me. Right. Yeah. Cause if it was just a lot of surface level things, we just let those go. Right. Someone yeah. cuts me off in traffic. 45 minutes later, I'm not thinking about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there's other things that will happen to me that are just as um, minor, but because yeah. I've interpreted it in a different way. Um, but yeah, so to not invade, evade, or what was the third one? I, th I think it's just really to not to, uh, not to invade someone and not to abandon them. Mm. Yeah. Because that's an easy thing to do. That's, as yeah. Well. So we either invade, that means we try to fix them, yeah. or we abandon, which means we we say good luck with all that. Well, yeah, the insincere. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of where that meme thoughts and prayers yeah. comes in. Yeah. Like when you do that insincere, like, oh, well, thoughts and prayers with that. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, oh, look at the time. <laughs> I love that journey for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a wonderful journey you're on. That you're on. I, yeah. I gotta go. Yeah. Take a fucking hike. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you gave some bit, sort of big picture ideas of like these questions that can um, be, you know, new questions that that uh, that appear, you know, and and so like like for me, so I'm I'm trying to think of like the on the personal level, right? And I, I know for me, you know, going with this idea, the same idea of recovery of like going from that point of like literally imagining myself 80 years old on a on a a porch drinking drinking beers and hanging out you know what i mean and then yeah. having a new question of what you know the new question maybe being what would my life look like not drinking like not 
yeah going for that you know that goal because in my mind it was just like yeah this will always be a part of my life and 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 not not even i couldn't early on i couldn't handle this idea of like me 80 not drinking right so it's even just like what would it look like for the next week (laughs) yeah because very rarely did i go a week without drinking right and so then being and even then like yeah and it was you know it wasn't a question that you're external mind articulated yeah but it's a question that that wasn't at the surface of your mind but it was came from down deep in your soul so it's not like you and, and you're coming up on 15 years right of sobriety so it's not like you said what would a, a, a life of sobriety look like but it was rather you, you this moment came right this right and moment it wasn't of awakening and it wasn't even it's, see you're kind of pointing on the positive side of it right the sobriety side of it how it originated you know, basically 15 years ago is like, uh, maybe drinking is a problem. <laughs> yeah. Even so. though I had plenty of, of, of markers right, <laughs> throughout, right. you know, throughout the nine years I was drinking to be like, yeah, drinking was a fucking problem. Yeah. But, you know, especially in, in addiction and alcoholism, the person using is the last person to know, right? Like everyone around me knew right, right. what yeah. the problem was. But it, but so it wasn't even like, oh, what would sobriety be like? It started with the other side of yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, which is which are very different questions. It, yeah, they they might seem the same on the level, but really, like today, I'll ask the, because I haven't drank for a while. So now it's like, okay, in sobriety, you know, going into my forties, what does that mean? Because right. at this point in my life, I can picture myself sitting on a porch, sober hanging out right like it's right. it's shifted you know what i mean and um and so it just it's once again going back to this evolution of or not evolution excuse me but this idea of having the gift of new and different questions yeah, yeah so it's a life that's deeper than just not drinking anymore it's waking up to the life that is is possible right, right? so so much there um, so yeah that's that's a new set of questions anyway so i, I guess Back to like sort of ping-ponging that back to you of like what either current new questions that have have come over the horizon or, or a time in your life where something shifted like that for, for you personally, where you were just sort of daydreaming through life, you know, and just that the doldrums of of life and, and something new was presented. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just the foundation forming of this community for mm. sure was started with that kind of an interior. So how could I be, how could we reach people for Jesus, i.e. become successful as a church mm-hmm. and grow? Those were, those were questions that were, you know, that I was trying to sanitize to make them uh, not selfish, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, not ego <laughs> yeah, yeah, driven. Yeah. And yeah, then the question became, how can I live a lifestyle of prayer? How can I live a lifestyle of of the inward life? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, there, uh, the interior life. Right. And so, uh, how can we transition from being a a consumer driven church? Because mm-hmm. that's what I realized is that we're right. really about this meeting. Do you remember when that shift happened? When, yeah. you, when, when the light bulb went off and then you're like, oh shit, this is, this is about my ego. Yeah. Yeah. It almost felt like a conversation with God as a homeless oh, wow. old man. I was sitting on my porch, my little, in front of my little pink house on the east side. <laughs> east side. And, uh, and yeah, just sitting out there, uh, 
It was almost like the, you know, God showed up as an old man, yeah, 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 homeless old man, sat down next to me and said, basically, I noticed, I noticed uh, you're not uh, getting any younger, and I've given you this vision, uh, but you haven't acted on it. So you want me to give it to somebody else? Mm. And I was like, so it was that kind of a feeling. Wow. And I was in my thirties, and you were just sitting alone. Yeah, yeah, just sitting on my porch, probably with a can of Raid because the neighbor's roaches were encroaching. <laughs> In the we're getting too close to the pink house. Yeah, <laughs> to my pink house. My little, my That's little incredible, house. man. I don't think so, you. I don't think you've ever shared that story. Yeah, it was kind of like that. You Interesting. Know? Uh, and so, yeah, so I started talking to my community, talking yeah. to my church, talking to my friends, uh, who many did not ended up not being my friends anymore. <laughs> right. And so, so what were those? You know, handful of questions after that. That. Um, epiphany from God, if you will, that, that sort of the gifts, the gifted questions over the, let's say the next year, you know, what, what were those new questions? Oh, well, then it became, what does a, a community driven church look like? Mm. What does it, if we don't want to be defined by where, so we, so we also came to the conclusion. So in these later discussions, as a result of right, that, right, 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 right. Uh, new questions such as uh, it doesn't matter what our mission statement is or what we say we're about, where's the money and time spent? Right. And most of our money and time was spent on having this Sunday morning uh, service. That right. was our, and so regardless of what we said, that was really the, that was the reality. So, so the next question became, uh, do we want to be defined by a meeting? Mm-hmm. We are a meeting. That's what we are. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that what we want to be? And you know, my answer was no. Yeah. Uh, want it to be a, a, a gospel lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know? And so what does that look like? Right. You know? And so are there any models out there? Is there anybody that we could talk to? Uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, that led us on all kinds of journeys. Right. Right. And if anyone is interested in knowing sort of the bigger um, story around desert rain, I think it's the first podcast. And actually, it, it's funny. We said we've done a lot of podcasts. I just looked it up. When we post this one, this will be number 99. Number 99. <laughs> of, the, of, the, uh, of the ones you and I have done. That yeah, doesn't count yeah. the Road to Desert Rain yeah, series. So we've already done over 100. But anyways, um, you can go back to the first episode of, or I think it's the second episode. I think the first episode was your Road to Desert Rain. And then we did sort of the origin story and after that the different i think there's maybe 15 or 20 people i interviewed in that series is called road to desert rain and so they sort of every every individual's perspective of the um beginning and then people that have lived here subsequently um so uh one, one of the things uh you and i so i guess this will be a good time to to announce this. So David and I have, have started a YouTube channel. One of them, uh, or the first five videos are the American Sign Language translation of your book, right. Desolate Beauty. But yeah. well, we are going to continue posting on there. Which thanks to Kirsten Helm. Thank you, Kirsten. Thank you, Danny West. Um, Our editor. He uh, also edits this podcast. But... 
we want to continue posting on there and, and we we've already by the time this is released we will have posted a couple of videos but the one we just recorded we talked about this idea of go you know the inner room in the inner this place of inner prayer the heart you know the prayer of, of um those intentional deeply personal prayers that we go inside ourselves to say um you know the inward c is uh i can't thurman howard thurman howard yeah. thurman talks about you refer to it as an interior desert yeah um but i would be interested in your perspective of this inner prayer right that I, I personally, it's extremely important for me over the years in my spiritual life, but also the gift of new questions, you know, yeah. and, and um, kind of where you see those, where you, where you have seen those come together in a way. Say it a different way. <laughs> well, authentic prayer. Why is it important for getting this gift of questions? You mean the connection between it or uh, I'm kind of blanking out. Um, well, I, I think the soul, you know, I, I think it would go back to uh, what Annie Dillard and Parker Palmer said. So Annie Dillard tells a story in The Pilgrim at Tinker Creek, a great book. Uh, we just did a meditation on it, I think. Well, we did a... Oh, yeah, yeah. We did the last episode. podcast on So it. if you're listening to this episode... Yeah, the previous one. The previous one. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, she talks about seeing... Um, I forgot what it was. It was a very elusive animal out there in the woods. Mm -hmm. I think it was some sort of rodent. Uh, very difficult to see. And one day, she's smoking a cigarette. It was the 70s. Uh, smoking heaters <laughs> we smoked in hospitals in the 70s i remember my doctor smoking that's awesome and he was my asthma doctor he smoked in the anyway i'm probably making that up but uh it's a good story though so it's true let's stick we'll, we'll roll with it he's giving me an albuterol treatment with a cigarette dangling from his mouth take this boy and yeah so she she froze she had to freeze and mm -hmm. just barely look at this creature just to get a glimpse of it from the, her peripheral vision and let the cigarette burn, you know, I think all the way to her fingers kind of thing. And uh, I think she set the place Tinker Creek on fire. No, <laughs> adding to that. There's a great, uh, the great wildfire of Tinker <laughs> Creek. <laughs> <laughs> just because she went to see this elusive animal. So she had to be very still. So Parker Palmer talks about the soul being that wild animal. Mm. And you can't just go into the woods yeah, you know, and, and yelling for it, you know, uh, and what's, uh, I guess the snow leopard from what was that movie that came, uh, the Walter Mitty movie. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, he captures it on film and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he decides not to, to film it, I think, or mm -hmm. something like that. So anyway, you, you don't, you don't just go into the wild and, you know, say here, kitty, kitty, right. kitty, 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 snow leopard, show yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you're never going to, it's never going to happen. And so. So you have to be still, you have to be calm, you have to be, uh, you know, uh, mute your, the scents that are on you, uh, those kinds of things. And then you might get a glance. So, so it's your soul's the same way. So by practicing, going into that interior sea, that interior, the inner room, 
uh, your, your inner soul, the place where you commune uh, with God. Uh, and by being still, your soul will speak its truth, is, is the Quaker idea. Uh, a Pentecostal idea would be the Spirit. Will, you'll be able to hear the Spirit, mm. what the Spirit has to say to you. Um, and well, so, so that's, yeah. And, and I think one of the important things to point out is on previous episodes, we've talked about community. Um, we've talked about, um, well, the, that one's, that was the first one to come to mind, but you can't just force community, right? Right. There's this idea of cultivating a space to allow community to, to grow or yeah. to, to happen, you know, but there, there's, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to form this community and then there'll be community, right? Yeah, there, it's, yeah. it's, um, it's, it's not that straightforward. And I think that's an important part with this idea of the gift of questions yeah. is there's no like uh, formula per se that you can just set out to be like, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, and then, you know, put sprinkle a little bit of Z and, you know, and then so on and so forth. And then, oh, and then new questions are here, right? right. It, I think it's important to, to sort of give this idea of um, cultivating. You can cultivate yeah. the ground to to grow these new questions, to allow these new questions to, um, oh, what's the word, present themselves. Yeah, and it's in a divine exchange kind of. Mm. Like, for example, in the Hebrew tradition, there's the, the prophetic story of Ezekiel. Ezekiel. And, uh, you know, and this, this divine messenger, if you will, or God, it doesn't, you know, there's no difference uh it's the holy spirit yeah david (laughs) he's taking ezekiel on a tour okay and he sees a field of 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 uh it's pretty pretty uh uh traumatizing i'm sure it's it's a field of bones dry bones of israel and and the divine being says ask a question so he gives him the gift of a question Mm. says can these can these dry bones live and, and then his answer, which is a very wise answer to give when you get a question like that, which is, uh, you alone know, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. And you see kind of the similar, Peter, do you love me? Mm. At, the, at his resurrection, at Jesus's resurrection. Right. Or, or, or it goes the other way. The exchange, uh, uh, Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb, right? On, and, she, and she encounters this haggard looking or, you know, drabbed clothes. The gardeners uh, the, uh, with, you know, ripped up clothes, right, kind of right, thing. Right. homeless gardener kind of thing, she, this stranger. And she says, uh, where have you taken him? Mm. So that's her question. And then, uh, and so that, that kind of a thing. And so those questions become life altering questions eventually as you, as they enter into you, right? Yeah. In that divine exchange. So I, I always thought it was funny that Jesus stole the gardener's clothes <laughs> and that poor gardener showed up and it's like, what again? <laughs> well, and I think it's important too, um, sort of this idea and this just popped in my mind now. So, uh, it's not fully formed, but this idea of, of the timing of a question. Yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I, I know there's been times in my life where some kind of question has come come to me or or I've been ruminating on it yeah. and you know maybe 5 years maybe 10 years later it either reintroduces itself or 
seemingly an answer for that question introduces itself. And yeah. it's, you know, had, I, and, and looking back and being, you know, if I go back to the sobriety thing, you know, if I tried to do it even a year earlier, it might not have taken, right? No, because it, 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 you know, you can't, um, uh, Richard War was talking about this idea of like, you can't uh, use your willpower to some of these shortcomings or, 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 you know, you could also call them bad habits. You talked about, right. you know, trying to take the angry stick to your bad habits and it's, it's just going to shift the, whatever the bad yeah, habit is, you yeah, know, this idea of one addiction replacing another. Yeah. But anyways, it's back to the questions, but you know, the timing of the question is so, so significant too, because the question can sometimes come too late, too early. Um, and, and we'll have to be, or if it comes too early, you know, the opportunity to revisit it at a, at a later time can, uh, can present itself. But, um, yeah, th- this idea of a timing, um, of a question, um, is so significant. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And, and usually in my experience, and I think it's a common experience, if you're paying attention, they, you, you'll get these breadcrumbs, right? You know, so you'll start the question you'll, you'll encounter somebody out in public, a stranger, and they'll ask a similar question to you. And you're like, huh, what? Uh, you'll see it on TV. You'll see it on, on the internet. Uh, the, uh, it develops a theme of, mm. of, of that. Uh, it's almost like, uh, like that old movie since we're talking about the seventies, uh, close encounters of a third mm. kind. Right. Uh, all these people got, a. Uh, burned into their psyche a vision of uh, the devil's tower in Wyoming. Mm. And so they're just like, why, why do I have this image? Why do I have this vision? And some people are just tortured with it. Other people build models of it in their living room and chase off their family. Uh, <laughs> and, and then others travel there to get there through all kinds of do the, do the government. Pil- the uh, pilgrimage, so to speak. Yeah, they take the pilgrimage, yeah. even though they have all these obstacles from the government. Uh, in their way, they still right. make it there. And, right. And then, yeah. So it happens that way uh, often. So. Um, sort of going back to this idea of cultivating a chance for new questions to be um, presented in your life. What, what are some of the things that you've, you've witnessed either personally or just, um, you know, sort of in the role of an Anamkara to different people throughout the years. But what are some of the things you've witnessed um, that have helped with the cultivation um, or opening yourself up is probably a better way to say it to a new experience and to new questions? Yeah, definitely this idea of taking a second look and then a third look and just keep looking at your horizon, so to speak. Mm. So that's kind of what the the haiku that that started this podcast was about. You you take a take another glance. Well, yeah, you, you haven't recited it yet. Do would you like? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, go ahead and recite so, that. So yeah, that haiku. go something like uh, yeah, one more westward glance. So you know, so one more westward glance, and then uh, the second line is uh, cloud rise breaching the horizon. So just picture this expanse of all of a sudden the horizon that you've been looking at every day that hasn't changed. It's always the same, but you you give the westward horizon one more look, and then all of a sudden you see it being breached by an expanse of cloud bank. 
rising up. Uh, something new is emerging. And then the last line is uh, embrace what arrives. Mm. Embrace what arrives. And so, and that, that signifies the new set of questions. Uh, sometimes questions are scary, right? Embracing your own inner authorities can be a very scary thing. Yeah. Uh, an open horizon can be a very scary mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, blank, so, a blank canvas. Yeah, yeah. If you're an artist. For people. A it, blank, it can be jarring at a, first. A blank sheet of paper if you're a writer. Yeah. Know, so embrace what arrives, mm -hmm. you know. So maybe you're at an empty house. Maybe all of your children have moved out. Maybe your 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 spouse is no longer with you for whatever reason. And and so there's a blank canvas, there's an empty mm -hmm. house. So what is it? You know, what what are the possibilities there? Well, I, I even think back, I mean, the origin story of this of this podcast. You know, it was in, in the yeah. middle, it was in the middle of the, of, um, 2020, you and I were kind of like, well, you know, what, what should we do with our time right now? You know? And yeah. we started batting around these different ideas and, um, I can't remember if it was July or August of that year. We literally just bought two, uh, or you already had a microphone. I bought a microphone. Yeah. We plugged it into a computer and just started recording and, and was like, we'll see. Two turntables on a microphone. <laughs> we, we'll see what happens. And, uh, and here, you know, and here we are uh, two and a half years later, coming up on three yeah. years. And, and, um, and, and my motivation was, you know, I was coming off a triple oh, bypass surgery. I, so I was yeah, like, I, I don't have much about time that. Yeah, yeah, left yeah, yeah. anyway. Yeah. So I need to get my story out. And this is a very quick way to get that story out uh, without overthinking it and mm -hmm. going through the writing process sure. and all that. And so, yeah. So, well, and I think too, be, I mean, leading up to ever turning on a microphone, you and I had had numerous conversations over several years. And I think we were both confident enough that we could sit down and, ha you know, have um, well, in my opinion, who knows, <laughs> who knows for the listeners, but interesting conversations. Um, and I think, do we talk about this on, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but we talked about it this week, but like our life experience is so much different in the sense that it's just different enough that we can look at very similar things in very different ways. And, um, but we have enough similarities where it also it's it we, yeah. we have you know several um points of uh reference that that overlap and, and allow for these conversations to evolve and grow yeah for sure you know and so that that going back to this empty horizon uh yeah and i i'd forgotten the the part about the your desire to um you know make yeah say goodbye yeah i mean and and uh, not legacy is the, the wrong word because I, nah. I don't think that was the word that that you would have used at the time but you know documenting um desert rain documenting yeah. your experience in ministry documenting your experience in the desert um and yeah i mean if we tried to write a book <laughs> imagine in 2020 if you and i tried to write a book nah. it would have fucking crashed and burned but we knew we could talk we knew we could talk. Yeah, and, exactly. And eventually, you know, and now, and now it, you know, it's, it's switched because we could sit down and yeah, write that book, you know, possible. 
um, that that would have sprung up from 2020. But it, but once again, this idea of timing, this idea we didn't we didn't set out a five year plan. No, as far as any of this is concerned, um, but it has evolved uh, through you know and and just questions we've asked each other. You know, you've presented questions to me. I've presented questions to you. Um, and it seemingly has cultivated a a much different life than I would have guessed. You know, you yeah. know, March of 2020. I would not have imagined. Fast forward three years, the the projects you and I have put together, and um, the support. That's the other thing: the support of those around us, um, lifting us up and and helping us. You know, and ask and also asking other questions. You know, I think, um, you know, I don't necessarily remember who asked the question, but the idea of having an American sign language translation of the book and, yeah. and have, you know, having Kirsten help us with that. And, and, um, and now they're done, you know what I mean? They're, they're in, they're in the greater ether of the world where people can experience it instead of just ideas in our minds. So, yeah. um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's very interesting, this idea of cultivation or, or in a blank canvas. Exactly. Do you want me to end with this? Are we at the end here? Or? What would what, what, you have? Yeah, uh, it just what we're talking about reminds me of a poem that I was actually going to read. Yeah, let's at the Sunday meeting tomorrow. Well, I mean, we um, have a, it's not the end end, but let's go ahead go ahead and read it. Yeah, so this is uh, post. It's called Postscript by Seamus Haney, and I think it's one of his last poems mm. that he wrote before he died. I think in 2019, maybe. And uh, and this reminds me of the whole process. I'm going to read it for another reason tomorrow. But yeah. but yeah, Postscript by Seamus Haney. And sometime, make the time to drive out west into County Clare along the flaggy shore in September or October when the wind and the light are working off each other so that the ocean on one side is wild with foam and glitter and inland among stones, the surface of a slate gray lake is lit by the earth lightning of a flock of swans, their feathers roughed and ruffling, white on white, their fully grown headstrong looking heads tucked or cresting or busy underwater. Useless to think you'll park and capture it more thoroughly. You are neither here nor there a hurry through which known and strange things pass. As big, soft buffetings come at the car sideways and catch the heart off guard and blow it open. That's good stuff. It's amazing. There's an Irish poet there. <laughs> Proper Irish. What, uh, <laughs> what, that, what brought that to mind for you for this conversation? Uh, well, driving out west, so that's yeah. some symbolism of west, which you think is your end. Yeah. You think the sun is going down on you. You know, the, take a look west one more time. Uh, and this idea that you think you could capture your life, you can capture even the, those kinds of moments mm. where the, the ocean is glittering on one side and the lake is gray with a uh, swan right. on it. And you think you can capture that on film. You think you could capture that somehow in that moment. Uh, and then before you know it, you're caught by surprise by your own life. Mm. And uh, what does it say? And, and your heart is, is blown open. 
that's that's an amazing way to live. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's a little. This one's a little bit short, but that might be the way to end it. Yeah. It's such a good. It's a, it's such a it's such a good postscript, if you will. That's <laughs> <laughs> hey, what you did there. Um, I mean, did you have anything else you wanted to add to this? To this? No, I think. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that was a. Uh, it's a good way to land the plane. That's a beautiful poem. Thank you. Uh, thank you for thinking of it. Yeah. Um, and thank everybody. Thank you, everybody, to uh, who have tuned in. Um, we've noticed our uh, downloads have, have jumped up the last two months. So for all the, the new listeners, uh, thank you for, for tuning in. For all the people that have been listening uh, since the beginning. Uh, thank you for your continued support. Uh, thank you, Mr. Morrison. Yeah, thank you, sir. Um, and as always, thank you, uh, Danny West. He does all the editing and sound engineering. Uh, thank you, Mr. Jacob Nedia. That's what you hear in the background. Um, as far as monk drums, you can check out uh, the website to see some of those. Um, dreamwalkerway.com for Desolate Beauty, the Book of Light and Shadow. Oh, we also have a Kindle edition. So you can go to Amazon and search for Desolate Beauty, um, and that should come up. Uh, and the YouTube channel, if you'd like to see uh, either the American Sign Language translations of the book, uh, YouTube, it's uh, Dreamwalker Way is the channel, the name of the channel. Dreamwalker being one word, uh, Way being a second word. And by the time this is posted, you can also see um, some of the conversations David has been doing a Wednesday night series over the last two and a half, three years, and we're attempting to translate those into um, shorter YouTube meditation type things. Um, some of uh, David's prayers, writings, musings uh, put together, and, uh, just put out out into the. Uh, how did you put it? Whispered into the noise of the internet yeah yeah I'm just trying to... with the hope of becoming a signal in that noise yeah yeah exactly so. youtube shorts from a shorty <laughs> <laughs> um so i think that's it yeah did i do all the <laughs> all the housekeeping as they say i think um, so yeah we'd like to connect with you if you want to continue the conversation drop us an email or something yeah email uh the ruin.com to learn about desert rain community once again we're uh on Instagram, Instagram yeah. uh, mine's the Dorian Mason, David Morrison, nine, eight, nine, eight. Yeah. I believe so. Um, and, uh, I don't have a presence on Facebook, but there is a, a presence for, for, uh, desert rain. Yeah. The page, the ruined, it's called the ruined. So, um, yeah. yeah thank you everyone for tuning in and, uh, we will be back next week. <laughs>